Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 429. Looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 13 through 16. Let's read our passage. Judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you that a man has long hair it is disgrace to him? But that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for her hair is given to her as a covering. If anyone wants to argue about this, we have no other custom, nor do the churches of God. This is Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. He's writing this letter to the church he had founded about five years earlier on his second missionary journey while he was in Corinth. Now he's on his third missionary journey. He's in Ephesus. And he's sending this letter to the church in Corinth. It's a letter that's dealing with a lot of problems in the church. Dealing with factions in the church, with sin in the church, with confusion over a lot of uh, issues like marriage and whether they should be going to the pagan temples. And now he's talking about this issue of women praying with their heads uncovered during public worship. Yeah, this wraps up this section today. And as I've said, this is a hard area just because there's so much we don't know. And so we have to be careful that we don't jump too much and try to apply our own meaning to the areas we're not sure about. But do take what we can away from this and uh, make application there. So here he says in verse 13, Judge for yourselves, is it proper for a woman to pray to God with her head uncovered? Notice he doesn't say, is it sinful? He says, is it proper? And that goes back to where I've been advocating that he's talking about issues related to what's normal and proper in polite society. And the issue is you have a group of women who are praying and prophesying in the public worship service with their heads uncovered. Problems are, we don't exactly know what that means. The best guess is he's talking about wearing some kind of actual covering cloth over your head as a, a headdress, head covering. He's not talking about the hair itself. And the reason for this seems to be that it's a cultural norm. And here he's wrapping it up. He says, judge for yourselves. Now, we talked about that earlier in the section talking about uh, going to the pagan temples. He said, judge for yourselves. And by that, he meant basically the argument I'm giving here. If you can't agree with it, something's wrong with you. I think it's a similar sense here. But he also is challenging them to think about what I'm saying. Is it really proper? Based on what I've gone through, is it really proper for a woman to do this? Points to remember. He doesn't say it's improper for women to pray and prophesy in public worship. The issue is with her head covered or uncovered. Then verse 14 is kind of curious. He says, does not even nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a disgrace to him? He goes on 15. But that if a woman has long hair, it's her glory. So he makes an appeal to nature. And our immediate pushback against this is, what's that have to do with nature? Hair grows and keeps growing, and you cut it to a specific length. So it's culture 
not nature. That has to do with hair length. Because if we didn't do anything ourselves, men and women's hair would be the same. They would all grow, grow very long until it falls out. But he says nature. I think the best way to understand what he's saying here is I think he really by nature means normal. That's right. Be careful because he says nature. But I think with the context, he really means normal. That it's normal. You go around society. Men have short hair. Women have long hair. That's just normal. And so when he appeals to nature, I think he's appealing to normal. So disgraceful for a man to have long hair. Well, there's times Paul had long hair was when he took a vow and did not cut his hair until the vow was over, then went and cut his hair after the vow. It was a departure from normal to let his hair grow out. And then when he completed the period of the vow, he then had it cut, so he's back to normal again. And so he says, basically, to be abnormal is to be disgraceful. If that's what he means is normal, and I think it does. And then he says, but the woman has long hair, it is to her glory. Now, we've seen the word glory here before, and we puzzled over, how is he using that? Because glory can be used in a lot of ways. Here, I think it's being used as the opposite of disgraceful. That man has long hair, it's a disgrace. Woman has long hair, that's her glory. Basically, means honor. So he makes this appeal to, and I feel the best way to understand this is normal. Normally, men have short hair. Women have long hair. And so he's summing things up here. He says, just look around. What is normal? Then the second part of verse 15, he says, for her hair is given to her as a covering. As brings a lot of debate here, because is that the covering he's been talking about? Hair. But it didn't fit working that. I think what he means here is that a woman normally has long hair. And if that's normal for her to have this covering of hair, that shows that it's normal for a woman to have her head covered. And he's using that as the example to say, and so she should wear this hair covering because women's head being covered is normal. It's normally done by her hair, but in public worship, she should cover her head with a head covering. Then in verse 16, he says, If anyone wants to argue about this, we have no other custom, nor do the churches of God. Here he's basically saying, all the other churches do it this way. No other church does what you are doing. No other church has a group doing what this group is doing in your church goes back to the appeal of normal, normal in society and normal practice in churches. So what do we make of all this? And what's the takeaway for us? Well, some have wanted to make us a takeaway where women must wear some kind of head covering whenever they attend church. I think that's just trying to be legalistic. And he's not saying that. He's specifically talking about a group of women who are praying and prophesying in public worship with their heads uncovered. As I talked earlier, I, I think the issue there being that they're acting like men and appearing like men. And the real issue is they're ignoring 
gender differences. And I go along with the feeling of some people that there's this group of women that they've labeled the eschatological women that have decided that they have been spiritually resurrected since we're in the end times now, and they are like angels. Angels are not given in marriage, so they have abandoned their marriages. Angels don't have gender, so they've given up the idea of gender. And they are crossing gender boundaries to where they're doing things that men should do or do, and they're appearing like men appear. And, and Paul's challenge is, this is, this isn't normal. This is disgraceful. You're acting kind of weird, and it doesn't do well as far as the public worship setting, specifically leading aspects of worship with prayer and prophecy. So what's the takeaway for us? That all women should wear some kind of head covering? No, I don't think so. He's specifically talking what's normal and acceptable in their culture. So I think the takeaway for us is don't be acting all weird in the public worship setting in such a way that it's scandalous, in such a way that it's outrageous, and doing so under the, the banner of I'm free to do what I want to do. I have the right to do what I want to do. And so the, I think the big takeaway for us is act respectable, particularly when you gather for worship, particularly when you're leading worship. And so it would be in how you dress, how you act, and, and what you do. Not that we have to act in such a prescribed way, but there are things that are clearly are disruptive and outrageous. And so don't be disruptive. Don't be outrageous. Don't be scandalous when you're gathering for public worship. And I think that's the big takeaway for this section. So don't try to make it into something about men's authority over women or uh, women having to wear things in, in whenever they go to church. I think it's just simply, uh, and it's a takeaway for everyone of both genders, don't be acting weird and scandalous when you gather for worship. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians.